and welcome to Desk Lady Ada. Hey everybody, welcome to a Sunday night Desk Lady Ada. It's me, Lady Ada, with me, Mr. Lady Ada. It's a lovely fall uh, weekend here in New York City. Uh, we've moved from iced coffee to hot coffee. So that, that's the evolution of the, the year until yeah. that's how you know when fall and winter is over as we go back to iced coffee. And uh, we also did some electronics design. Phil Uli wanted a pink PCB, and I was well, like, I can, des- I can design Well, let me explain this. So we've done uh, purple PCBs. Yes. We've done... Blue. Red. Blue. Blue. Black. Green, and black. And there's more um, choices now. We did a couple white PCBs. Once. Yeah. They and don't we, look so good through the oven. And right? we experiment with these. And uh, we also like to figure out what people want. So by popular demand... Um, we wanted to do something new with our feather line and more, and so we uh, announced our new feather M4 Ada Logger. And, uh, yeah, did this rendering real fast for you? Yeah, we wanted to see this. Um, and so... Uh, well, that's a nice little... Yeah, a lot of... Uh, Render. You know, I, I posted it up, and I'm just like, hey, feeling cute, might delete. And um, everyone liked it. So Yay! Yeah, so this is, this is great. And we're going to continue to um, have a cool... Uh, varieties of things mm-hmm. and sometimes we might do limited edition for like an experimental color sometimes we might just like decide which well, our, P- our pcb house i'll say that we're our pcb has just custom pcb colors so um we the purple pcbs that we've gotten for like the metro m4 um the, the pcb house we use actually will make like a custom pantone match color in fact when we were doing the arduino boards people didn't know that maybe we used to manufacture the um, Arduino boards in the United States, and we had the PCBs made, we had to Pantone match those as well because the light blue color is not a standard, um, it's not the standard blue that a lot of people use for PCBs. So um, if you do order a lot of circuit boards from your PCB house, uh, ask them if they do Pantone color matching. Um, Yeah, for prototypes, you know, sometimes you're stuck with whatever is available from um, the, the PCB proto supplier, but... For large quantities, like 1,000, 10,000 PCBs, um, they'll match the color for you. And they'll also sometimes do custom uh, silkscreen colors as well. Like for our Permaproto, we have a three-color silkscreen, yeah. which is also and, a little bit unusual. And I'll say this, um, and uh, this is not a rant or anything. So when Arduino had a big split, we helped Massimo and team Arduino USA make Arduinos in the USA because they couldn't make them anywhere else because someone else stole the name and all the manufacturing and uh, we had to match the the PCB colors to make it you know officially Arduino and uh, when you look on any Wikipedia page anything on Arduino it's completely erased that we made Arduinos yeah for like a year and uh, that's okay and it's fine and I'll say this I don't regret it because we did something that w- it, it would have turned out really bad if this bad entity had, who had tried to take over Arduino um, was able to, but uh, I'm, I'm very happy that there's an entire flourishing community of Arduino people, and for the most part, no one knows and no one cares, and you know what? It's probably better that way. That's great. So, anywho, um, what do you want to talk about with this uh, design you want to show, well, let's the, show the previous the, Let's show the previous design so can, people can see what, what yeah. changed. So, the reason I, you know, actually I've been meeting for, you know, a long time to... Uh, to redo the Feather M4, and I've just been, I've just, I don't know, was busy. Well, there's been a global pandemic and a bunch of There's a bunch of shit. It just, it just kind of... The, the focusing of the camera, that's at least like three months of our life every year. I know. Is it in focus now? No. Now it is. I don't know. Lock and load. Nope. No, it's not. It's, uh... Nope. It's being finicky. Yeah. Now it is. 
Okay. Lock it on. I did. I did. I locked it. Okay. So uh, hopefully it'll stay in focus. No, it's wait. Why is it? Um, no, it's fine. It's no. It's uh, I'm clicking the lock button, but it's not well, locking. Hold on. I think you're fidgeting. I'm not fidgeting. I'm trying to get it to stay still. This um, we might Welcome have to, to our new program. We, we might have to focus. replace this camera because it's being it's being naughty. It used to just. Fixed. All right, I'll swap it out. Let's get, yeah, I think, because I've noticed lately that I pressed the lock I'll button. I'll swap it out. It doesn't uh, respond. Anyways, okay, so this is the old Feather M4, um, and this is one of our first, not our first, but it's kind of a middle Feather. So this is back when we were doing micro USB still, because USB-C wasn't quite popular yet, um, and USB-C connectors weren't inexpensive enough. Um, they got much cheaper later, like, you know, once factory started mass mass producing them. Um, it's got the JST battery. It's got the SAMD51. Um, you know, the, it kind of has all the extras for the SAMD51. Like, there's this um, buck converter that's built into the chip that you can use. You know, we actually show how you can enable it, but it's quite rare uh, for people to use it. Um, it does reduce the power by about 5 milliamps or so. Um, at the risk of uh, the AVC gets much noisier because, again, so you're, you're powering from a boost converter, not from um, an external LDO. And um, what else? Uh, you got the two megabytes flash here in a, a two by three millimeter USON. And then um, you have the leftover space I had uh, for Proto. So the, 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 the Sandy 51 is physically a larger chip. I use a 64 pin chip and not the 48 pin chip um, like on the Sandy 21. And also, you know, it does have this extra circuitry need. And so that kind of makes it so this doesn't have, there's not enough space here for you know, a micro SD or a Wi-Fi chip. It's kind of like just exactly not enough space. And so that's kind of why I was never like, you know, excited or um, really active in, in designing this to, to have other accessories on it. Like for example, you know, we have a Feather M0 Blue Fruit, but to be honest, you know, I wouldn't recommend putting an SPI Bluetooth module like, you know, we have onto a SAMD51. I would just tell people, Go to the NRI52840, right? And if you were like, oh, I want to use Wi-Fi, I'd probably say now uh, go to the ESP32S2. So that said, I think um, having a, a SD card slot, I wanted to kind of redesign this anyways. First off, to make it USB-C, uh, to add a SEMIQT connector um, and, and a bigger flash chip, because I thought those, those things were kind of, uh, seemed useful. A lot of people were like, you know, the Feather M4 is weird that it only has two megabytes of flash. And when you're, Doing Circuit Python, like you know, your files and and whatever MP3s can add up very quickly. Um, and so I looked at um, this is the STM32 F405. So this one has a USB-C connector. And then uh, one thing I did here and also on the um, uh, RP2040 is I have the STEM QT connector at the end. And you can see I have a flash chip. For these, I use a um, SOIC flash chip. But actually, ever since we started doing more RP2040 stuff, um, we've been able to get uh, 4x3 USON flash in 8 megabytes at a very good price because we're kind of buying them in bundle with the RP2040. So even though here I use SOIC, um, for this, for the, the 8 megabytes, I can just use a 4x3 USON. So it will show that layout. Um, would you consider doing an NRF53840? I don't see really any need for it yet. Um, mm. It's like, okay, you've got two cores, but nobody's, nobody's using that second core. All right. And then, um, 
so I thought, you know, at this WQT pin, I like the idea of a button. You know, I thought like, oh, maybe I could fit a real-time clock, but, you know, it just actually didn't fit. I ended up also deciding like, well, people might want a different real-time clock, and if you have one on the board, you know, you can't really select another one because they almost all use address 68. Um, so I did, I did kind of borrow the SD card slot in the bottom design because, again, this is, would never fit on the top. There's just literally not enough space. Um, this is much larger than this. And I don't like the SD card yeah. slots that really stick out. Um, and, and the bottom is kind of full. Like, you can't put anything more on the bottom of the board. Well, I don't really want to. You don't want to. You want to. Yeah, it's, it's mostly for layout. I mean, all yeah. the, all the you know, it's the ground plane and stuff. And also, you know, what I don't know what else I would really add. Again, yeah. like a real-time clock, it's like whatever real-time clock I pick, somebody will want a different one. Like, some people yeah. really like the temperature oh. compensated ones, and some people are like, I don't want to pay that much. We so. saw someone mention, they said, oh, could the, um, when it boots up and everything, could the uh, NeoPixel be pink? And we said, yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, you just you could just have the default program have the yeah. LED be pink. Yeah, do that. Um, okay, so let's go to... Um, the layout. Let's see. And uh, so, let's see. It's turn basic, and then maybe. This is it. Um, so I basically, you know, the silk screen is quite simple. I, I, I sort of just took the M4 Express silk screen. So it's not, the silk screen's not done. I just sort of like moved it around. Um, but pretty much, you know, the left side is very similar, except for it's a USB-C connector. Um, and the LEDs I made are 603 because I needed a little bit more space for the, uh, the USB-C resistor set. Um, on the right is where, you know, a lot of things changed. I, I Again, I went with this 4x3 um, USON flash chip, which can go up to 8 megabytes. It's the one that we use on the uh, RP2040 boards, like the, the Cutie Pie and the Itsy Bitsy. Cause it's a, it, you know, we buy it, we buy it in um, at the same time as the RP2040, and so we buy a lot, and we get it at a good price. And then um, over here is Systema QT, and then I like the idea of, you know, I had exactly, like, this much space. I was like, well, I thought having a tactile switch would be kind of handy. If you're doing an ADA logger or a data logger, maybe, you know, pressing the button to start or stop it. Um, having like one user input would be kind of handy. And then um, I also added, um, you know, pull-ups for I squared C on board because uh, I feel like if you have a stomach QT, you should have I squared C pull-ups on there. And then um, I wanted to make it, even though the 7051 is not like the most low power chip we had, I wanted to make it a little easier to do low power data logging and so um you know the power for the sd card and the stomach qt pins i go through a, a pfet so by default it's off and then you know the microcontroller can pull this down to power the i squared c port um that way if you have like sensors or whatever on the output you can go you can you know turn off the um i squared c power the sd power go into you know your deep sleep you know maybe go from 10 milliamps 15 milliamps down to like under milliamp draw um, and then, uh, you can, when you power back up, you can turn everything on and do your data logging. So maybe it's better for, um, it's not, again, it's not the lowest, lowest power, but it's, you know, you can get under a milliamp. Um, the NeoPixel also, which is a quiescent current of about a milliamp. I also, I power it from a pin, which is a little tacky, but I do it anyways. Uh, it's fine. You know, do, most people don't set the NeoPixel onto full brightness. Even if they did, the pin is internally, um, 
every pin on a microcontroller is internally um, current uh, limited to like 8 milliamps or so. So um, those are the changes I made. And then, yeah, you know, the bottom is going to have... The, the bottom is going to have a uh, the SD card on the bottom. It fits quite nicely. Um, you know, the... The original feather designs I made did have an SD card on the top, so I knew you know it would be it would be wide enough. You know, on the bottom it's it's pretty flat. I don't like to put like really bumpy stuff on the bottom of PCBs, um, but I think an SD card is is good enough. And of course, you know you can always I can always make a version that just doesn't have the SD card slot that pick and place. Like you can just have it be uh, flat on the back. Everything everything all good? Yeah, I so you know. We're on TikTok, and uh, I was going to try to, like, just show that we're live and everything, but I, apparently there's no way to mute TikTok. No, never. Huh. No, that's fine. Yeah, sorry All right, that. so that, that's, my, uh, that's my board tour. Any, any questions? No, folks, were, they're in the chat, and, and uh, man. What? No, I'm just saying, you know, TikTok. Okay. Um, all right. And so uh, a little bit of housekeeping, and then we'll do the great search. So mm. Wednesday is the Ada Box unboxing. A little reminder that some people will get it before Halloween, and some people won't. And that's because there is a chip shortage and a global shipping crisis, and everything is slow. And if this is the worst thing that ever happened to you, and you're deciding to send a really mean email to our team, just cancel now. Cancel now. And cancel come back now. Later because it's not worth it. And you, you know, you're watching the news. You, you're watching it. You know it. Yeah. You know it. There's so, like 500,000 containers off the coast yeah, of like California. And so... That, that's not where the Ada boxes are, but the Ada boxes were in that... And so... Some of the parts I, were in that situation. I, I'm just going to make a plea. Look, I'm not going to... I know some people are going to do that no matter what. And I'm not going to hate you for the rest of my life. But you got to chill out a little bit and understand that sometimes things take a little while to get around. And we tell everybody all, everything always constantly... So I know there's going to be things that are going on in your life that are bad, but just don't take it out on us. Find a, um, I don't know, a pet? I don't know. No, don't take it out on the pet. No, no, because if you have a pet, you'll pet the pet and you won't be so... Oh, yeah, yeah you'll like, come down. Like, find something that brings you a little bit of joy. Take it out on a bagel. Bagels don't have feelings. Yeah, because I'll, I'll say this. In, in, I worked in every type of job. You, you don't want to be the guy that's yelling at the waiter because you're an insane person mm. like it's a bad look and that's what this basically turns into so anyways uh let's do the great search great the great search brought to you by digikey native fruit thank you so much digikey for supporting great search the great search is lady ada's attempt to share her wisdom of searching for parts and boy is that a useful skill now? Because there ain't no parts. There's not a lot of parts. It's so, true. So what's the great search this week? Okay, so the great search this week is, um, it's actually interesting. This week I had a little bit of a scramble. I had to go and find a bunch of 32 kilohertz crystals. And I know we did crystals on the great search a while ago. We did 16 megahertz crystals for a design. 32 kilohertz RTC crystals are a tiny bit different. Um, not like super different, but you know they're, they're very common. There are a couple things uh, to look for. Um, so I thought I would, uh, I would show on, um, digikey.com and also th looking through the data sheet for this chip, um, how to find the right, uh, crystal for this new design I've put together. Okay, let's do it. So you're going to go to the computer? Yeah, so I'm at the computer. Um, so this board, uh, uses the SAMD51 
And um, one thing that's interesting about this 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 chip is, um, you know, some crystals, sorry, some light controllers need like a 12 or 24 or 48 megahertz crystal. Um, those numbers, particular 12, 24, 48, are pretty common because um, and 16 because they divide evenly down um, to a USB frequency of 12 megahertz, which is the kind of the frequency that a lot of USB native chips want to use. The 7051 does have native USB, but it doesn't use a 12 or 24 megahertz crystal. Instead, it uses a single one 32 kilohertz crystal. And you're probably like, hey, USB doesn't run on 32 kilohertz. True, but inside the SAMD51 is a phased lock loop. And that is a, a circuit that takes the 32 kilohertz frequency and multiplies it up to like 12, 24, you know, 64, whatever megahertz. Uh, it needs. In this case, the SAM51 actually runs at 120 megahertz on the inside, and it can do that dynamically scaling by phase lock looping onto the 32 kilohertz crystal. Um, there is an oscillator inside, but it uses the 32 kilohertz crystal to, to tune it um, to make it nice and precise. So um, the crystal we use here is 32 kilohertz. So, you know, why 32? Because if you want to go into a low power, like ultra low sleep mode, um, you can you can actually run directly, and not on USB, you can run off a of 32 kilohertz, or if you're having a real-time counter inside um, the chip also, 32 kilohertz is really common because it's a, a two to the 15 divider of one second. If you have a counter that's 15 bits, you count up every cycle tick, you'll get to one second when it rolls over. Great, so um, in the data sheet, uh, there is a little section on um, this crystal and they tell you here's what you need to do. Um, this is the crystal itself, which they model as a sort of complicated, you know, LRC circuit. This is a true capacitor. Uh, this is a true capacitor and this is a C-stray. This is not a true capacitor. That's the, that's the internal capacitance of the uh, pins and the PCB and the pads, which is gonna be very low. It's gonna be, you know, picofarads, maybe femtofarads. Um, so basically I say, look, you know, make this crystal 32 kilohertz and make the load capacitance no more than 12.5 picofarad, which is quite common. Um, you'll often see 12.5 uh, picofarad, 6 picofarad is also very common. And then um, the uh, external crystal value is calculated down here. It's basically two times the load minus a little bit. So for 12 picofarad, you multiply that by two, you get 25. Um, and then you subtract a little bit for that C stray, which is again a picofarad or two, and you basically get 20, 22 picofarad, which is why you're gonna see often 22 picofarad, right? Two times the, the load capacitance. Now, when you're buying 32 kilohertz crystals, um, especially now during this semiconductor shortage, and, and by the way, these are not considered semiconductors, but uh, there's a shortage of crystals, probably because people are hoarding them because if you have a semiconductor, you need to have the matching crystal. And um, you know, they're, not, they're not cheap, so you want to, and there's not that many suppliers, so you wanna get them, have them in stock and ready for when the rest of the components come in. And so these are kind of having a, there's like a secondary shortage of, um, of, uh, of uh, crystals and oscillators. So um, that said, you know, you saw in the data sheet, it said maximum 12.5 picofarad. You can go less, sometimes you can get six or seven picofarad, and then just don't forget 
to change those load capacitors from 22 to 14. But that's easy to do. You just swap them out. You know what I mean? So um, the most important thing is the physical package. The capacitance itself doesn't matter. 12.5 picofarad again is the most common. But if you're picking the load capacitors, you can go with six or nine. Just, just FYI. I, I haven't had to do that yet, but I'm ready to do it if I absolutely have to. All right, so we're uh, doing stuff in TikTok now, too. Oh, there's our cat. Cat passed away a couple of years ago. That's a MOSFET. Hi. Um, so uh, we use EagleCAD, but we also use KeyCAD, and uh, we publish all of our files. And before anyone gets hung up on it, doesn't matter what tool you use. Just publish your files. doesn't matter if you use Windows or a Mac. Mm. You still can do open source. Don't get hung up on that stuff. Everyone needs to chill out. Do you think that the TikTok teens are angry about open source licensing? TikTok teens are cool. Um, they're actually chill. Okay. So next up, um, someone says, how bad is the shortage? Is, is the components are gone or they're much more expensive? Both. Both. So for example, actually, <laughs> this is the SAMD51 I wanted to show. This part, if you look, you can actually get, you know, 8,000 in the next two months, which is, you know, not bad. Um, but if you want more than that, you'll have to wait exactly a year till 2022. So yeah. um, it's one of those things where... You know, sometimes you can get the parts, and then sometimes you're getting, I'm getting lead times about a year right now. So it was a year back in January, and it's still a year. So it's going to be basically two years of not being able to get um, semiconductors at a, at a regular I'm going to call it. TikTok questions are great. Do you manufacture the trinkets and the feathers in New York City? Yes. Yeah, we do. Yeah. and uh, Not I, here in my in my room at you, the factory. Yeah, this is our a tiny apartment, as you can It's tell. a very this tiny is, apartment. This is, this is, this is, yeah, and it looks like, you know... Yeah, as you can imagine, this is what our apartment looks like. Yeah, it's okay. it's Anywho, like, it looks like an apartment. Yeah, but good question, TikTok. Mm. All right. Okay, so you want to find this 32 kilohertz crystal. So at the top, you can type in 32 kilohertz. Now, technically, it's 32.768. So I should type that in, 768 kilohertz. I, I always shorthand it to 32, even though, like, you'd think it would be rounded up to 33. It's not. Um... And then under crystals, okay, so lots of crystals, and they come in lots of shapes. That said, you know, I one of the things that makes it easier for me is all of my boards use the same size components as much as possible. Like we reuse the components. And that actually helps a lot in a shortage because you only have to source that one part. Even if it's harder to get that one, like it's, it's easier, I've found, to get a lot of one part than to try to get lots of multiple parts, um, especially something like a crystal where there's multiple sources. Yeah. Someone says, is the low part, is the low part counts the cause of things going out of stock almost as soon as they are they hit the store for our stuff? Yeah, yeah. It, it is. It's hard to get stuff. And, and another thing is when things are out of stock, we have people signed up to not backward, because we move backwards, yeah. but they get notified when we're in stock. And so the longer it's out of stock, the more people are signed up, and then when we do go in stock, it just goes that much yeah, faster. Yeah, and then some people are freaking out, and they're like, well, I better buy everything right now. So it, it, it's kind of a uh, self-fulfilling prophecy. Like, I heard everything's out, so I'm going to buy everything all the time. I heard everything's out. Yeah, that said, um, you know, we're doing pretty good. We're able to keep most things in, in stock. Some things are, you know, totally yeah. ridiculously unavailable, but um, most things are. Okay, so uh, so for this uh, part, um, this footprint is 3215, 3.2 by 1.5. Uh, millimeter. So, you know, here's the thing. With crystals, you can actually go a little bit smaller and they'll probably even fit on the footprint. Um, so if you're absolutely desperate, you can do that. That said, you know, I think I'm going to try to get a part that's exactly um, going to fit. So, oh, mind me, it's, this is 
3.2 by 1.5 millimeters. So under size and dimension, here I think it's visible. I'm going to do, and this is weird because it's in inches and millimeters. So three point, well, first off, let me do only surface mounts. I'm going to answer a question while you're doing this. Yeah. I noticed that DigiCam Micro Center have stock when you folks are not. Should I wait and order from Adafruit? So here's what you should do. Sign up on Adafruit. And the second it comes back in stock, order it. You could potentially order from DigiKey and Micro Center, but usually our retail customers on Adafruit.com, they get it first. But either, either do both. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, do, do both. We, we try to supply that, everybody. That, that's the world we live in now. Okay, so the next thing is I'm actually going to get rid of these parts with four pads because my, my package is definitely, it's a, it's a two-pad package. Let me see. Front, fab print. Uh, sorry. Second, this is so. This is the crystal. It's a it's a two. Sorry. This is the crystal, and it's a two pad um, package. So going back here, let's do two SMD only. Okay, so now we're we have only these. So now we have to actually do the size. So. Okay, size dimension, 3 by 2 by 1.2 and 3.2 by 1.5. I think I'm also going to grab the 3.3 by 1.6 and 2.5 by 1.2. Because, again, I think those will probably fit on the same pads. And then, finally, I'm going to select only stuff in stock because I want to get this now. Um, okay, so there's actually quite a few options. And this is where we can start looking at the load capacitance. Like I said... You have a couple of low capacitance uh, decisions to make. And if your chip, some chips actually have internal tuning capacitors, or if it's like a real-time clock, sometimes whatever, it's internal, and they, they really do say it has to be six, seven, nine, whatever picofarads. For me, um, I kind of want to stick to the same, like I don't want to have two crystals with different uh, load capacitances if I can get away with it. So 12 picofarads, and yeah, there's seven stop. So... Um, I can sort by price, and uh, you know this one is kind of nice. This one there is uh, fifty-one thousand. I'll say that this is a marketplace product, which means it can take a lot longer. So this one is like you know fifty days uh, to ship. If you do not want to wait that long, um, you can always exclude marketplace. Just click on exclude marketplace and then apply it, and then you'll only get ones that are like really in stock. A DigiKey, and so this one by Citizen Fine Devices, which is a great name. Um, so they have 90,000 in stock, which is great, and about you know 40 cents a piece. Look at the specs, but it's got what I need: 32 kilohertz, 20 ppm, 12.5 picofarads, fundamental SMD, 3.2 by 1.5. So this is good. You know, um, I think that they recently restocked these because I don't remember seeing 90,000 crystals in stock wow. before. Uh, I would have purchased them, but uh, yeah. This is, uh, you know, if you have a design and you are waiting for components, you know, definitely the semiconductors and the chips, of course, are out. But I'm also seeing a lot of um, annoying lead time issues with crystals. So I do recommend if you need a crystal to order it early. You can always wait on the capacitors and resistors a little bit. Um, but crystals are definitely, um, they're being hit by this uh, semiconductor shortage. Probably it's a secondary effect. But uh, lots of these. So this one is good. Good for all sorts of uses. That's a great church. Yay. <laughs>
All right, great. So um, a person says, uh, thank you so much for making cool stuff. Yay. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'll answer the next one. I know Adafruit doesn't have as many uh, solderable kits as the old days. Any chance we'll see solder kits again? Uh, yes and no. So here's the thing. We might carry some. but We do. Is, we, car we carry a couple kits from people yeah. in the community that do soldering kits. Yeah. So the, the main reason is um, every single school facility business says we want, you know, connectors like Stemma. And so that's what we've Yeah, we've basically done. to in order to reach a larger group of kids that don't have soldering irons at school. Also another thing is a lot of kids weren't physically in school for the last year, year and a yeah, half. There's a lot and so it's like people are like, What kind of electronics can you learn at home? A lot of kids, you know, they don't have a soldering iron or they don't have an adult that can help them with it. And I, like I would definitely say it's not a good it would be great if I would learn how to solder, but I want people to do yeah. it safely. Um, and if like the parents are, you know, busy, not paying attention, it can, it's really easy to hurt yourself. Um, so that's why we're, I think we can build people up to that. We, we can. In, in the past, you know, there wasn't all, we didn't have the manufacturing capability. We couldn't do everything yeah. solder free, but now we can. So um, like, like stuff like circuit playground and STEM QT and like plug and play, you know, stuff yeah. is, it just means more people can build things. And there's yeah. always soldering. Believe me, there's, so, it's an essential skill. Um, someone says, thanks. You helped me get into electronics. I'm building my own synthesizers. Yay. Uh, when do you think the chipocalypse will be over? I really think it's going to be till the end of 2022, which okay. is terrible, but I'm, I'm still seeing the lead times stretch out. You'll be able to get parts, but it won't be like the halcyon days of old where it's like, oh, look, the part I want just happens yeah. to be in like stock. Like Amazon Prime style. It's like, oh, I need parts by Tuesday. And it was they, it was just there, and you yeah. could get it. You'll be able to get stuff, but it'll be like, you know, I was showing the Sam 51 uh, J20. They'll be there, but in two months. Like, they're not uh, there now. I will uh, answer this one. Um, when we start selling fruit, uh, the same day that Raspberry Pi and Apple start selling fruit and or Blackberry, uh, next up. Um, I demand fruit from everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah, folks want really advanced kits. Uh, so here's the thing, though. You, people say they want advanced kits. You, you should look in the ham radio community. Because, like, yeah, there's, like if you really want advanced stuff, that's a... Ham, ham radio, yeah. synthesizers, keyboard kits. Um, check out, of course, there, there's a large community of people making kits on Tindy and Etsy. You don't have to get them from us. We we did our time with it. You know, yeah. we, ha we had the $350 advanced kit. Um, I did it. I did it for four years. I'm glad I did it. I'm, I'm doing something yeah. different now. Um, next up. Um, due to the supply issues with microbits, can you suggest a good alternative for kits? Yep. Get a Clue. We have them. You we can... have Clue and we have Circuit Playground Express, yep. uh, which works with MakeCode and mm -hmm. um, works with Circuit Playground, sorry, Circuit Python, works with Arduino. We, it's funny. It's like when we designed the Circuit Playground Express, which is actually funny. We're, we're out of stock at this very moment. We're going to get some more in, in a week or two. But we have the Circuit Playground Blue Fruit, the Bluetooth-capable version. Right. Uh, folks have asked, what's the process of designing a new microcontroller board like? Where do you start? I could tell you, go to our Maker to Market series where we designed yeah. the Circuit Playground Express from chip all the way to... Uh, Tens of thousands, if not more, already shipped out in the world. I, I actually recommend if people want to design their own boards, go to one of the designs that I posted on GitHub and take the Eagle file. You can always import it into KiCad, or you can just open up an Eagle and trace over it in your whatever format. And then use that design because the designs that we publish are always post-shipment, which means that we know that they're at least manufacturable and they pretty much work. Um, I'll say, like, yeah, once in a while we make mistakes. It does happen. But like when we published our RP2040 design, um, 
people yeah. used it and they made their own RP2040 designs. And believe me, we had already, we were on Rev like four or five. We had already tried and, and screwed up a whole bunch of stuff. If you want to do that, um, you know, doing, doing it straight from a data sheet, you can do it. It's just, you're going to make mistakes. And if you just want to like kind of get going, it's a little bit like I was, I was looking at like, you know, art blogs and people are like, oh, you know, some people can draw from seeing and some people have to draw from, they trace over with a reference. It's okay to draw from reference. It's like you will always add your own flourish and your own art style to it. Um, if you take Adafruit designs and then tear them apart and then rebuild them, at least you don't have to worry about did you get the right values, the right yeah. number of capacitors, is the power pin connected correctly. And it's open source and you can do whatever you want with it. Yeah. Um, except what are your thoughts on MicroPython versus C? Seems like a better way to learn low-level programming. They, have, they both have um, benefits. I'll say that C um, is a little tougher, I think, because you can hard fault and you don't know what went wrong, whereas embedded languages like Python um, are very good for fast iteration. You can very quickly get your project up and running because when something goes wrong, it doesn't just hard fault and like your pointer goes off into like la-la land and your, your memory management is all screwed up. You'll get an exception printed out that said, oh, you tried to divide by zero or like, oh, that, that file doesn't exist. Um, mm. And it'll be a very nice printed message on the REPL. And I think, I think that's really valid. So I would actually recommend for a lot of people, build your project in embedded Python first. And then if you need better performance and speed, then you can port it back to something like Arduino or C or C++. Okay, next up, uh, would you be interested in making a Max 25205 board gesture sensor? 25205, I don't know what the 25205 yeah, is. Yeah, sure. Uh, next up. I like the APDS, and we just put in some VL53. Okay, Mickey Mickey is a little uh, pricey for essentially a USB keyboard controller. Any cheaper alternatives? Um, I mean, any of our trinkies. Yeah, I mean, it's it's nice because it's kind of ready to go. What you're what you're paying yeah. for is this like the website and the experience. Um, you know, you could definitely take a circuit playground or uh, you know a micro bit and um, you know it has capacitive touch. Our circuit playground, classic and express, all have yeah, capacitive touch on the pads. But it's like you're not going to get something as, as easy to use as the Mickey Mickey. You have to load code onto okay. it. Okay. Question: Is a MOSFET okay for NeoPixel uh, level shifting? Yeah, it's just going to be inverted. So just make sure that you're either you have two, or you, uh, or you uh, in your software if there's a way to invert the signal, which All right. sometimes you have. And uh, I want to thank Scott Hasselman for sharing our live broadcast. Oh, I'm, hey, Scott. I'm trying this new, you know, this thing. So right before we wrap up, I'm just going to see what happens if I click there's this There's like two button. cameras. All right, so it has flip camera and mid settings, comment topics, gift, support nonprofit. Okay. The next one is a power button. I think that's to turn off the stream. I'm not going to do yeah. that. I have enhance. How is this TikTok longer than a minute? Because you can do live. Okay, oh. so there's there's different filters. You can do shape, eye. I can smooth you out. I don't like this. Smooth me. Okay. And the then there's, there's this other button and it says send to. And I guess I can send it to other people on TikTok. And then share to other places. And then there's this little button that says add guests and add host. Yeah. Okay. So for everyone on TikTok, um, can you hit like or whatever's good there? Because hit, hit the talk button. <laughs> yeah. Because you know um, we're not we're, we do electronics and stuff like that. We're certainly not eating Tide Pods or anything, so it's hard to compete with uh, a lot of things on social media for people who are doing education. But um, you know, if you hit like and share or something like yeah. that, I, th I think that helps us. I don't know. 
So do you can't stream this the we stream through to TikTok Not yet. Yeah. Uh, this is like Periscope. Remember you had the Periscope yeah, Periscope yeah. pod? And like I showed the behind the scenes here. I'm just like, Hi. this is what it looks like behind here. Hi. So anyways, thanks everybody. I'm gonna stop the uh, the TikTok thing, but since there are a lot of people watched it, I'm going to try to do this each time. Okay. A lot also depends if I'm tired. There's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Yeah. Alright, so I'm gonna hit this button. Bye. Okay. They're currently watching and now. Thank you everybody. Okay. And uh, that's our show for tonight, everybody. We'll see you... So many cameras. ...next week. Bye, everybody. Wednesday. Keep it pink. Show and tell, 7.30. Pink hair. Eight, I gotta get my hair repainted. 8 o'clock, we're doing the unboxing for Adabox. We've got Deep Dive at Scott on Friday. we got 3D Hangouts on Wednesday as well. And we also have JP Show on Tuesday and also on Thursday. See everybody next week. Thank you so much for supporting a USA manufacturer in New York City. Bye, 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 bye